Hello, hello, and welcome to The Art of Being You with me, Rachel Wortman. You guys, this podcast is all about learning to be who God created you to be, embracing that person, and ultimately living your best life with Jesus. We've got a lot of great content today, so let's get to it in The Art of Being You. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Being You. I wanted to just make a couple of quick announcements real quick before we dive into today's topic. Um, I want to let you know that we are actually taking a break for the month of December in 2021. So that means that there's only a couple of episodes left in 2021 for The Art of Being You. And then we're going to take a few weeks off over the holidays. Um, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing to to pause sometimes. So if you want to be in the know and uh, some of the first to to know about some of the things that happen in our ministry, uh, you can join our newsletter. So you can go to www.rachelwortman.com, R-A-C-H-E-L-W-O-R-T-M-A-N. Com. And at the bottom of the homepage, you can subscribe to our email newsletter. It goes out about once a month and just kind of lets people know about what's going on in our ministry. I have a new book getting ready to come out and uh, there will be some information on there. So I'd love for you to jump on that newsletter. Special thanks to everybody who already has. I love seeing those subscriber um, notifications come through on my email. Uh, it means a lot to me that we're building a little tribe here on the art of being you. So that being said, um, we've been talking about boundaries a lot lately, and we're going to dive into an episode just dedicated to that on my social media, uh, which if we're not friends on there, go add me. I'd love to to have you on social as well. Um, but we've been talking about boundaries on social media intermittently. And then last week, we kind of touched just a bit on boundaries in one of the ways you can guard your heart as you are getting emotional healing. And so I wanted to do an episode dedicated to boundaries. I think it's a good idea around the holidays to do that always because, you know, family dynamics can bring up things that we wish we didn't feel. And boundaries are a great tool. A lot of people, when they get introduced to the idea about boundaries, they begin to feel like they're wrong. Like, I don't know, maybe they're not biblical or something. But I want to assure you, Boundaries are actually a biblical concept. Not only that, but Jesus himself actually placed boundaries in the relationships of his life. But in the Old Testament, there's all kinds of laws and rhythms of life related to boundaries. If you stepped out of bounds relationally or even in things that you did, you were sent away from the camp uh, as unclean for different things, you'd or you'd have to go through a process of purification. Um, lots and lots of cause and effect in the Old Testament and in the New Testament as well. Paul actually talks about removing people from the community of the believers when they step out of bounds in certain ways or when their behavior, or should I say their destructive behavior, goes on without repentance. In other words, there are effects um, that happen to the things that we do and how we treat people. Jesus himself, I mentioned this, he actually placed boundaries. A great, a great example of that would be, um, I believe it was in Matthew 12, 46, where Jesus is uh, ministering and, and somebody says, hey, your mother and brothers are out here. They want to speak to you. And Jesus makes that famous quote, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? You guys are basically uh, throwing a little bit of shade at first glance. That's not really what Jesus was trying to do. But what he was demonstrating was a boundary that he his time, his focus was not um, he was not going to 
stop what he was doing to cater to what his mother needed. Now, upon second glance of that scripture, you'll probably notice that I don't think Mary asked the person um, to do that. It was not like she said, hey, go interrupt Jesus. At least that's not what the Matthew text says. Um, So there's a lot more going on in that story. But we know that Jesus placed boundaries. He placed boundaries on his time. He actually walked away from crowds a bunch Um, He was very good at being in control of what he needed to be aligned with God. So I say that because it's important for you to know that boundaries are good. And here's a telltale thing that you need to hold on to. If the person that you are placing a boundary with does not like that boundary, that's usually proof that you need the boundary. The average person who has your best interest in mind, who is, um, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about being strong versus stubborn. A strong person wants you to feel good in their relationship with you. Uh, A good person, a good hearted person wants to um, make sure that you're comfortable in that relationship. I'm not saying that everybody that we place boundaries towards are are not good-hearted people. Hear me when I say that. That's not what I mean. What I mean is if you're placing a boundary causes a strong reaction in them, then that's probably proof to you that you actually do need that boundary. Some people just have a tendency to believe that they are allowed access to you however they want with no regard to how that makes you feel. And let me just tell you, that's not true. So boundaries are really biblical. And when we set boundaries, it's important to remember that we set them not to keep people out because we don't want to deal with the problems. A boundary is not saying, whoa, I did not like that, but I'm too afraid to speak to you about it. And therefore I'm going to just place a boundary as though a boundary is a wall. It's not actually, it's something completely different. Let's break this down. When conflict comes up between two people, so this can be in a marriage, in a family, between a parent and a child or vice versa, neighbors, friends, best friends, it doesn't matter who you're in a relationship with, uh, those people, you know, when you have conflict with them, you have three options of how you handle that conflict. First thing you can do is just avoid it. You can avoid the conflict. You can avoid how it made you feel just to keep the peace, right? And a lot of people are trained from a very early age by their parents to do this. When we talked about attachment styles a few episodes back, we kind of mentioned that the avoidant um, attachment style you know, usually in, in homes like that, there's a person in the home, a parent in the home whose um, attitude and emotional state is sort of larger than life and occupies everything. And there's no room in the home for anybody else's emotions. Uh, and if you grew up in a home like that, chances are when conflict comes up, this is your go-to just to avoid it, keep the peace at all costs. But I would suggest to you to what end? To what end are you keeping the peace? Because as long as you don't address behavior, there's no reason that behavior will stop. You have to be honest. People can't read your mind, right? So so yeah, when conflict comes up, sure, you can avoid it. But to what end? The second thing you can do when conflict comes up is you can just cut ties with that person. You know people like this. 
Uh, this sort of stemmed out of the ambivalent attachment style, I believe, and not always, but uh, it can be. And it's this idea that, you know, a relationship is either all good or all bad. It's sort of like when conflict comes up, all of the sudden, whatever was good is just gone. It vanishes from their mind and all they see is the pain of that moment right then. It's very hard for them to hold space for both the good things and the bad things. And this is why I think it's so easy for these people to just cut ties, right? They're like, well, no, you're dead to me. <laughs> They're like, oh, I don't need to speak to you. I don't need you in my life, you know, and uh, they might do that in a dramatic flair or they might do it very silently. Um, but that's very easy for them to do. But the problem with that is that when you cut ties with the person, you are basically saying there was nothing good in this relationship worth keeping. Now, that might be true, but more often than not, it's because all you're doing is focusing on the bad and not actually wanting to to move forward in the relationship. This is like a, it's the same as just avoiding it at all costs. It's like to what end? So then do you just continue your life having no one close to you because you can't work through conflict? That doesn't sound like a good solution. The third option when conflict arises is you can try to resolve that conflict by voicing your needs and asking for adjustments to be made. Now, if this were a multiple choice test, I'm sure you could tell that answer number three would be the best option, right? That that you're in a relationship with somebody and you can voice and say, this is difficult for me uh, when you do this. My brother and I, um, you know, we are, we're just the two of us. We don't have any other siblings. And we've gone through different phases in our life where we were very close. We were not very close at all. And we're in a season right now, I think for the long haul, where we're very close and our families are growing up together. We actually live in the same neighborhood. And it has required a tremendous amount of honesty. And we have needed to make a lot of adjustments in how we relate to one another. It's been a beautiful thing to watch because it's not easy. You know, there are things that need to be said sometimes that aren't pleasant, both from his perspective to me and my perspective to him, both with our spouses as well. But because we value the relationship, when we request adjustments to be made and we sort of talk about the process, it actually brings us closer and moves us forward. So what do you do when you don't want to avoid the conflict and you don't want to cut ties with the person? And so you make a request, you voice your needs and no adjustments are made. Maybe you're met with, that's ridiculous. I don't plan on doing that. Or you're met with, okay, sure, I will do it, but they don't actually do it. Whatever the case may be, the adjustments were not honored. Um, they were not you know, taken into consideration. And so now you're stuck with another type of conflict. Well, in this type of conflict, when you are voicing your needs and they do not lead to adjustments, you've got another three options. Number one, you can just continue to avoid, right? Ah, well, I did. I tried. <laughs> I'll just deal with it. If you choose this option, I'm just if with family, I'm just going to tell you that your spouse is probably really struggling with this. Unless they are also an avoider, it's going to be very difficult for them. Second thing you can do is, well, I tried. I asked you to make adjustments and you didn't do it. So now I'm cutting ties with you. Again, that has its own share of problems. Or the third option is that you can at this point choose to set boundaries. This is where in the conflict process you would choose to set boundaries. It doesn't happen before you've ever voiced your need to make adjustments. It happens after you've asked for adjustments and those adjustments have been met with either disdain um, or at best just sort of indifference. So when you set boundaries, what you're doing is defining how you want to interact with the world around you. 
In other words, if you decide, I don't want to avoid conflict any longer, I don't think that's healthy, I don't want my kids growing up in an environment where we just avoid all conflict, then what happens is your boundary becomes, if we cannot talk about the conflict, then we have to limit our interaction or whatever the case you might decide to do. You get to decide what the boundaries are but do it in a way that has an end goal in mind. Again, you're not just walling yourself off from this person. You're trying to find a way to continue the relationship with them. Of course, by now you're probably figuring out, well, sometimes you do just need to cut ties with people. And yeah, that, that does happen. But sometimes it's, it's really helpful to draw the boundaries and give that person a chance to understand that you were serious about the way that you want to live your life. In a parent-child dynamic, this can be really helpful because some parents have a hard time allowing their children to become adults. Some parents have a really hard time letting the the adulthood, you know, transition the relationship from mother-son or mother-daughter, you know, or father-son, father-daughter to more of like friends. You know, it's difficult to do that sometimes and boundaries help that. Let me just be clear. All of life is full of choices and consequences. If we're talking about biblically speaking, of course, so much of the Bible is about cause and effect, right? If you do this, this can happen and this result is not good. All of life is full of choices that we make and the consequences connected to those choices. We are so interconnected as people. It's crazy, especially in families. We're so intertwined um, in so many ways. And it's important to recognize that choices that we make do affect other people in our life. So boundaries become the consequences to violations of that interconnectivity. The boundaries that we place are consequences. They're saying, look, you're trying to access this part of me over and over again, and I'm saying I don't want that accessed. Therefore, I'm drawing a consequence. Here's an example. If you have um, someone in your life uh, that you just, a family member, let's say, that you just cannot conflict with, you try to bring it up and they're either angry or they're dismissive or they vilify you for having an opinion. And we're talking about harmless stuff, right? So it's like a not, it's not a safe relationship to converse in because it's a stubborn person who has a very selfish outlook on their life. I'm not saying they're a bad person, But in that relationship, they're not allowing you the freedom to be yourself. Well, what can you do? You can set a boundary and say, look, I don't like how I feel in this dynamic. When you set the boundary, it's helpful to go ahead and talk to the person about what you're doing. I know that is incredibly painful to have to do. But if you want to value this relationship and you're not trying to just cut them out, then honesty has to be there to move forward. So it it looks something like this. Look, I've repeatedly asked you to, um, let's give an example. Let's talk about like, uh, let's do something silly. So let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys, right? And let's say that you're a basketball diehard fan and you have some sort of unequivocal disdain for football, something that it's like you just feel maybe like football is a sin. Okay, we're using a hypothetical here. So your parent comes in and all they want to do is talk about football. It's just the only thing they want to do. And when you talk about football, something in you just feels so wrong. It's like you feel like a fake person. You don't like it. Okay, you're getting the picture. Hopefully you're, you're connecting with something in your own life through this ridiculous analogy. So you would say to, let's say your dad, you would say, look, I don't want to speak about football anymore. Can we talk about stuff not football? Well, next time dad comes over, hey, did you catch the football game? I love those cowboys, blah, blah, blah. 
And you're going, wait a second, I just told him, you know, I don't want to talk about football anymore. So in that moment, you politely say, hey, I, I just wanted to remind you, I really am not comfortable talking about football or I don't want to talk about football around the kids. Can can we not speak about that right now? So maybe there's a reaction that's not very pleasant, right? Because that's typically the type of scenario that would happen if you're actually drawing a boundary. Uh, a, a normal person, for lack of a better word, would probably go, oh, okay, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, no problem, right? I hear you. I respect you. Um, but other times people are like, no, I'm talking about football and you're going to listen to me. So then you have another conversation. Listen, if you're not willing to not talk about football, I'm not sure how much I can be around you. Now you might be listening to that and saying, whoa, that was extreme, but it matters if football is that big of a deal to you. Does this make sense? It matters if you are contending for something that you want to do differently in your life, then it doesn't matter if it's football or Cheerios or or racist comments or whatever. You're drawing a boundary that you say, I don't want to participate in this. And if you're not willing to allow me that, then there's going to have to be something that changes. And what's going to change is I'm not going to come to these events or I'm not going to invite you over to my house for this event. Now, a lot of times when we set a boundary, the next thing that happens is the the person just is so upset and they work overtime to get you to take that boundary down. They'll do this through guilting, manipulation, maybe even talking bad about you to other people in your sphere because they don't want to look bad because it is their behavior that caused the boundary to come into place. If this is going on in your life, and I hope to God that it's not, but I know after pastoring for so many years that this is actually more common than we care to believe. If this is happening in your life, then know that that is a, a, a typical response and do not let that dismay you. You have permission to decide how you're going to live your life. You have this permission to decide what type of relationship that you want with the people that are in your life. So what do you do? Well, they, they push, they push, they push, and you hold the boundary. Eventually, the removal of your presence, for example, becomes the consequence for their decision. And I think it's important to circle back after a little while and, and check back in and say, you know, are you willing to try to do this differently? You know, and if they're willing, then you try. And if they, again, completely disregard your your input, your what you're asking for, well, what are you going to do? You're going to, again, reinforce the boundary. I'm talking about this as if there's no pain attached, but you and I both know it is very painful, especially in a parent-child dynamic. It's very, very painful to do this. I'm not even saying that you have to. What I'm saying is you can if you want to. Of course, I guess you can cut ties with people, but I think that that's a, a knee-jerk response. I think that it's helpful to at least try to adjust, specifically for family members. It's, it's helpful to try to adjust in this way. So I know this is a big deal, um, but family is important, right? And having a healthy relationship with your family is important. Let me just leave you with this, this thought. I was sitting with a therapist years ago with my husband, and there was a lot of family dynamic coming out in our conversation. My family and my husband's family are t completely different. I mean, like maybe from different planets in the way that they pursue life and relationships and all of that, just so different. And in both families, there were things that we liked and things that we didn't like. 
And as we were coming into our own, you know, we had two kids at the time, they were very little, and we were having a lot of conversation about what we want our family dynamic to be. And for me, I wanted to remove some of the things that were patterns in previous generations that I felt like we have no reason to continue, right? We don't need to continue to do this. But for my husband, he was in the boat of let's just avoid it and just kind of make our own life when they're not around and it'll all be fine. (laughs) Well, that's the pattern that had happened that he had been exposed to that, you know, uh, that you just kind of put up with it. And when the person leaves, then you go about your merry life. I didn't want that for my kids. So we were discussing this with a therapist and this is what he said. I thought this was so interesting. He said, whatever you are not willing to address will be passed down each generation. He said, you can hope for the best, but if you're not willing to address it and change it, your kids are going to adopt this exact same behavior. So if you want to have a relationship, for example, where there's honesty, where people aren't sweeping things under the rug, I remember one uh, family event where it was like some family members were over at the house and when they left, the rest of the family breathed a big sigh of relief. It's like, all right, we got through that. That's over. And I remember thinking, I don't, I wouldn't want to spend a holiday with people that I couldn't wait for them to leave. (laughs) You know, this is an interesting thing for me. And and that's sort of what I'm talking about with this like avoidance type thing. And so what, what we ended up doing was realizing, okay, if we just avoid this, if we don't actually talk about it, then we're actually perpetuating this same issue down to our own children. Talking about it was challenging, but eventually bore some good fruit. And this is why I tell you this story. You have permission to decide what traits in your family line that you want to be rid of. What things that you feel like don't align to the character of Jesus. What things that you feel like were were um, born out of ignorance, right? Out of just not knowing any better. You have permission to decide those things. And boundaries are one of the ways that you bring about change without having to cut ties and without ignoring and avoiding it altogether. So there are a ton of amazing resources about boundaries out there. Um, Dr. Caroline Leaf has a bunch, several podcast uh, episodes on her podcast about that, actually. Um, Henry Cloud has several books on boundaries. There's lots of information out there that's really good. If you find yourself in a relationship with someone that needs good boundaries, I highly recommend that you uh, pursue some more of that literature from people who are much more qualified than me to talk about it. But I think it's important to know you are empowered to be sane. (laughs) You are empowered to make the choices you want to make according to your faith. And um, I want that for you. Hope this was helpful. Until next time, be blessed. So you've just listened to The Art of Being You with Rachel Wortman. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my podcast. And listen, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and rate or review this podcast on wherever you're listening from. Also, share it with a friend. Help me get the word out. Until next time, be blessed.